0: John chapter 10 verse 27, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Everybody say the word hear. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. God has created us to hear Him. That's the way He made us. He wants to speak to you. He wants to commune with you. He wants to connect with you. Jesus said that His sheep will hear His voice. And He speaks to us if we're able to hear Him. And that's what today is about. Let me ask you this. Do you want to hear the voice of your Creator? Do you want to hear the destiny He has for you? And have Him minister it to you and make it clear That's what we're believing God for during this fast. That's what we're praying for. Join with me in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name. Wow, Holy Spirit, you're so good. You're in this place today. We welcome you in this place. And Lord, I pray that, Lord, you minister this word to the hearts of men and women. That, Lord, they could grab it, not just on the surface, but, Lord, let it be like a a seed that creates roots in our spirits. Father, that we could become all that you've called us to be. And, Lord, we praise you because you created us. And, Jesus, I'm so grateful that, Lord, your sheep hear your voice. Lord, that's who we want to be. We want to be your sheep, your disciples. We want to follow you, and we want to hear you. We don't want to journey alone. We want to be with you. So, Lord, speak to us today. And, God, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor for it in Jesus' name. Everybody, can you say amen and amen? Praise God. Can I tell you today's message title, Your Appointment Has a Launch Moment? Your appointment by God has a launch moment. This fast is something special for us. We didn't even know the fullness of what God is or is going to do through it. But we know this. It's for an appointed time right now. And not just for me, for you. That as we are gathering as the body of Christ, that there is a hunger stirring inside of this place. I've sensed it and talked with so many of you, and it's incredible to hear the hunger inside of your hearts. There's something special going on here, but every call starts somewhere. I want to get this into your heart today so clear. It's so clear in my heart. It's just like fire for me. And I want you to get stirred up because your appointment has a launch moment. You know, when you get an assignment from the Lord, sometimes we sit and wait, wondering when it's going to take off. When is it going to get going, God? I feel this pressing or calling. Sometimes we don't even know the details of what that means. You just feel an unction of the Holy Spirit, and you just are like, whoo, I'm ready to go. But I don't even know what that means. Anybody ever felt that way before? I know I have. And I had a moment like this years ago. The year was about 2007. My son had just been born, and we were having great success. I told you that we had been third-generation pastors, and we were doing music ministry and doing all these wonderful things and producing records. and, and Terry and I were married, and doing youth ministry, and everything's going good. But uh, on the surface, everything was perfect. But there was something gnawing on the inside of my spirit. It was weird. Why am I not happy? Why am I not content? I have all this success. People are applauding me. People are saying how great I am, and I just didn't care at all. There was something gnawing on the inside of me, and it was spiritually uncomfortable. And then I felt bad. I get to church, like, why do I feel this way? What's wrong? Am I a sinner? Well, I know I'm a sinner, but am I sinning right now? You know, like, you just start questioning everything. Anybody ever been there before? You don't know how to decipher what it is, but yet it's there. And this was me. I've had this a few times in my life, and you know what? I've termed it. This is an errant term. It's not biblical. I just call it spiritual discomfort. Spiritual discomfort. Where the way you've been going through the motions is not what it used to be. It's not fulfilling like it used to be. It's not satisfying you like it used to be. And there's almost a guilt that can come with it because you're like, what's wrong with me? Why did it used to be good enough, but now it's not anymore? And if you're not careful, the enemy can lie to you in these moments and tell you that something's wrong with you. But the reality is this. If God is pushing you, stretching is uncomfortable. And so there's a stretching that's taking place on the inside of you. And you're all of a sudden feeling guilt and shame. And God's like, would you cast all of that out and understand this is not about you feeling guilty and having a pity party and all of a sudden being a victim with this whole thing. No, 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 no. This is about submission and humility to the calling that I have for your life. Woo! Can you tell how fired up I am this morning? I've had some headaches, but I've had some encounters too. And that's why we're fasting, because we're saying, God, it's not enough. Father, I'm not satisfied with just living day in and day out until someday I meet you in glory. That's not Aaron. That might be good enough for you, but I don't believe it is. Because you're crazy enough to come to this church. I haven't met one of you yet that says, I just came because I feel comfortable. (laughs) Not one of you have said that every person i talked to says i feel a little uncomfortable here i said good you're in the right place we're in an uncomfortable environment together because this church is not the work of man this is the work of the holy spirit come on somebody praise god for that i was feeling this this was 2007 and i'm what do I do Timothy's just born he's he's all you know big now running production and you know and and, but he was just a baby you know so cute and all of a sudden I didn't know what it was and I was talking to a pastor he says you need to get somewhere else and he was somebody I respected I said where are we going he says you need to come with me to Nairobi Kenya I said that's really far (laughs) I was thinking Aurora or something (laughs) maybe North Glen you know So I go to Nairobi and I didn't know what to expect. I knew the trip was uncomfortable. You know, when you start stepping out and doing something new, everything's uncomfortable. Do you know my flight got canceled and they put me in the back row of the plane in between two huge African men. And these African brothers were very friendly. And then when they'd fall asleep, one would put his head on my shoulder and the other would put his head on that shoulder. And I just sat there as their pillow. (laughs) I was by myself flying to Nairobi, missing my family. And there I was, uncomfortable. (laughs) Do you know discomfort is the breeding ground for development? If you're comfortable, you're not gonna do much. You're not gonna walk in the miraculous. You don't really need God. When we're comfortable, you're good. Just eat your ice cream. You're good. Ice cream is comfort food, I guess, to me. I don't know. I don't know where ice cream came from. Just chill. Eat your ice cream. Hang out. Enjoy your comfort. But I'm talking to some wild ones that want to change the world. Is anybody tired of some status quo on this earth? I'm tired of the enemy having his way. I'm tired of the enemy destroying lives. I'm tired of suicide. I'm tired of young people not having identity. I'm tired of young people turning to needles and drinking and drugs. Are you in this place? We got an entire generation that doesn't have any identity. They don't know who they are. Nobody's telling them who they are. And the whole world around them says, you pick, you pick. Let me tell you something. They don't know how to pick. God already picked for them. And their identity is in him. But until we point them back to the creator, we walk around in blindness. And that's why the Bible says that we lived with a veil over our eyes until we met Jesus Christ. And we have an entire world full of veiled covered eyes. And they're wandering in darkness and being pulled. In any way somebody pulls their hand, they just follow it. And they say, well, that's wrong. Okay, that's wrong. That's right. Okay, that's right. They don't come back to the truth. It's called the Word of God. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's truth for you. And it's truth for me. And it's what this world needs. And Jesus is still the answer. Uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable, comforts the enemy of greatness, I get to Nairobi, everything's uncomfortable, it's different, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, sometimes that's exactly where God wants you, in fact, I'd say many times that's where he wants you, if you have all the answers, you don't need him. And we think we have it all because we got this. I'm good, God. I got Google. People have replaced God with Google. Isn't that the truth? I don't need the assistance. I'm good. My phone will assist me. You know, this happened in, in the Old Testament, and they worked together, and they built something called the Tower of Babel, and God destroyed it, and he scattered them. Because he said, man felt like they were becoming gods themselves. He says, it's an abomination. When we lack humility and we say, God, I don't need you, I'm good. I got my brains, I got my internet, I got everything that I need. We have just forsaken the Creator and the purpose in which He placed us on this earth for. Because life is not life and death on this place. Can I tell you something? There is a heaven and there is a hell. There is an eternity and there is one without God. And I'm telling you something. God wants to move on this earth more than ever. And this world needs Jesus more than ever. Is there anybody that wants to change the world with me in this room? I want to change the world. It started me on a radical journey. So I'm in Kenya. Don't worry, I didn't forget where I was. And they bring food out, and I just didn't feel like eating, and I started to fast. We're talking about fasting. And I'd go to these crusades, and we were with a great, well-known minister named R.W. Schambach. And, and I watched, we had 100,000 people a night at this event in Uru Park in Nairobi, big city park. It's like Central Park in Manhattan, a huge park. Over 100,000 people a night are attending. And I watched the man of God pray and preach, and I wasn't even doing anything. I was just present. And then I go back to my hotel room saying, God, what's, I felt that stirring. God, it's just uncomfortable, but I, I want more. <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable, but God, what I'm seeing tonight, I want more of that. Like, that's different. There's a different power here. I watched healing start happening. I started, blind eyes started opening. I watched people get out of wheelchairs. I started saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the stuff that's in the Bible. I, I wasn't sure how much that happened anymore and all of a sudden when you see it one that's cool but when you see 20 at once that that'll blow your mind When you start recognizing that Hebrews 13 is right, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we can understand something. That man's smart complexion has brought God down to such a level where faith isn't allowed to operate because we want to try and understand everything. But when you get into the waves of faith, let me tell you, you just can push all that stuff out the side and understand that we serve a living God. We serve a miracle-working God, and he operates the same way he did in this holy scriptures he still heals the blind he still heals the sick he still sets the captives free are you in this room today and i want to tell you something he's looking for some recruits and as i was in kenya i was uncomfortable but that stirring, and i'd go to bed and every night around 1 a.m i'd wake up and i felt the call of the spirit to pray and i just started praying i remember getting on that that floor it was a wood floor and just praying Three, four, or five hours, then trying to go back to sleep, sleep an hour and get up and go for the day. The first night was pretty amazing. Second night was pretty good. Third night, I was pretty tired because I wasn't eating much either. But yet, God was still calling me to pray. And I was so confused. I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? Jesus said, This is why I wanted to get that scripture in us. My sheep hear my voice. You can't know the shepherd if you don't spend time with him. You can't know your creator if you're not spending time with him. If we're so busy eating and fellowshipping to the point that we don't create time for him, we're not going to know his voice. We're only going to know the voice of the things around us and the world around us and the radio stations and the podcasts and YouTube and whatever it is that we got our attention. That's getting our attention. But God says, who wants to hear my voice? Who wants to know what their creator has for them? Who wants to know their destiny? And I'll never forget the last night of the crusade. I said, God, speak to me. Father, what is this thing gnawing on the inside of me? And I'll never forget it. It was the final night. I was sitting here. In my head, it makes sense. Just go with me. And I was here. And I was sitting there. And I could see the park vividly as I can see you right now. I remember it. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak the word to me. He said, I've called you to the nations and help the poor. I never heard that in my life I had never felt that calling in my life Not once Not in all the times I've been in ministry or grown up in it I never once felt that calling till that moment But when I felt the Lord speaking It surged through me from top to bottom Are you in this place today? And I want to tell you something God is saying that your appointments have a launch moment You know what that was for me? That was my launch moment. Every assignment has a birthplace. Every assignment has a birthplace. And for those of you in this room, you're looking for the birthing place, I'm telling you, get ready at the end of this fast for some birthing to take place. There's a launching coming. And you may not understand what that thing is gnawing on the inside of your spirit. But can I tell you, it's the Lord speaking to you for such a time as this. In 2022, are you in this room today? God is saying, I am trying to speak to my sons and my daughters. I am trying to pull something out of them. But I can't respond except to hungry people. And if we're more hungry for the world and more hungry for food and more hungry for the natural things of this earth, we might miss everything that really we're desiring more than anything. But God says, push the plate away, push those things away and come to me. And that's why fasting is so powerful because we're saying, God, I need you more than I need the air that I breathe. Father, one day my life on this earth will be gone. But, Lord, there's going to be a moment. I'm going to dwell with you in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, what is my calling? What is my assignment? What is it? What is it? Spirit's moving here. The Spirit's moving in this place. We started praying and fasting for this place before we ever found this place. This physical building. The Lord started putting it on Terry and I's heart. You those of you that know us we have a, a thriving ministry called expect hope this is a, an expansion that's how we've labeled it but let me tell you it's something very deeper than even that because the lord told us everything that we've been seeing expect hope has grown year after year after year the impact is really getting huge it's phenomenal what god's doing it all began though in kenya for me we took that to over 50 nations. We are sustainable in five nations. We have 17 facilities built, paid for. Are you in this place? Those are miracles that are taking place. Over 1,000 children have been rescued. Right now, over 100 churches in the last two years have been built and planted in places of the earth where no churches exist. Are you in this place? That's expect hope right now. It all started in Kenya. It all started in Nairobi, in the, in the middle of some seats with some other people. It wasn't in the spotlight. It wasn't in a, a big thus saith the Lord moment in front of a crowd of people. It was in the times when I was on my knees and I was fasting and I wanted God more than anything because I couldn't stand the spiritual discomfort. But can I tell you, don't run away from the discomfort. Run to it. Because when you run towards it, God's saying, I'm ready to reveal myself to you. I can't tell you. You might think you're unique when you come talk to me and say, Pastor Aaron, something's happening here. You know who I'm talking about because I'm talking to you because you've had that talk with me. He said, Pastor Aaron, something's stirring on the inside of me. Can I reveal something this morning? Every single meeting that we've had, with people in this church, whether it be a phone call after church, wherever it's been, almost every single person has said the same thing. Let that blow your mind for a moment because you might feel unique, and you are, but I want to also bring that clarity to understand there is something happening corporately right now. Can I say that again? There is something happening corporately right now in our beautiful little group because when we started this work, we said, "Lord, you bring the first wave. We did not contact the best marketing agency. We did not make the best Facebook ads and all those natural things that I'm sure someday we'll do. We opened this church with five members, Terry and I, Timothy, Anika, Andrea. We said, "Let's have church." And we said, "Lord, you bring the people that you're calling to this vision, because this is your vision not ours. And here you are. Now, if it's your first time, you might be scared now. So just don't worry about it. (laughs) But you know who I'm talking to and you felt that call in here and you say, I don't know why, but I feel I need to be a part of this. Can I corporately tell you right now? The Holy Spirit is working in each and every one of your hearts because there is a preparation for a launching about to take place. Is anybody ready to blast off in this room? Hallelujah. I'm ready for it. I hope you're ready for it. Because we're not doing this to be cute. I got plenty of responsibilities. I didn't need to add a church in there. This is a work of obedience. This is a part of my spiritual discomfort. And even in the same way when I went to Kenya, did you know I had the same gnawing feeling when I was in Arizona? And the Lord started gnawing on the inside of Terry and I's heart because we had some beautiful comfort. We had the heat and the pool and the hot tub and it was awesome. (laughs) And we were seeking God because something was gnawing on the inside of our spiritual being. get behind me Satan (laughs) palm tree go back to Colorado palm tree Colorado Colorado hot tub Colorado ping pong we had a ping pong table outside (laughs) what am I getting at that same discomfort is how the spirit leads us because he's saying hey I brought you this far thank you for being obedient look at the fruit It's time for the next assignment. Are you in this room? Sometimes we bury the assignment. We think it's over. It's dead. And then we let years go by, and then we really believe it. Like, well, yeah, that thing's dead. I I buried it. Do you know the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance? You can't return them. Sorry. Sorry. You can try to shove them down in the ground. You can try to put them in your past. You can try to put them in your your blame. You can try to put them in your unforgiveness. You can try to put them in all your justifications. You can try to put it, well, this happened to me, so now I can't. This happened to me. Can I tell you something? God's not interested in all that. God's not interested in what you can't do. He's interested in a yes of obedience from your heart to him. Because every time you say, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, he says, release it to me and let me deal with all that. Your job to lay down at my feet. Are you in this room today? Man, I feel the presence of God. Every call starts somewhere. Every assignment has a birthplace. Your appointment has a launch moment. Paul fasted before God released his calling. He was actually Saul. He was killing Christians. You can read about it all through the book of Acts. Stephen the martyr was murdered and Saul stood approving the execution but God had a different plan God had a different purpose and he reveals himself to Paul he strikes him blind and Saul is now blinded and Jesus said why do you persecute me and Saul had a real revelation that Jesus that I didn't think was real is more real than I could ever fathom can I say that to you how real Jesus is. He's so real. The Holy Spirit is so real. We just want to try to get it out. Jesus said, no, no, no. Come, 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 come. Drink from some living waters. Saul needed to understand what Jesus said to him. So he fasted. And do you know at the end of his fast, the Lord spoke to him, his calling. And the, it said he was blinded and his blind eyes were open. Do you know Peter had a similar experience? He was fasting on a rooftop. He was saying, God, what's next? He had the gnawing. He had some spiritual discomfort. He said, God, we're ministering to all these Jewish people. Thank you. We're carrying on the mission. But there's something gnawing. What about the rest of the world? What about all those other non-Jewish people? You're just going to let them die? You're just going to let them go to hell? What, What do I do with this? And it was through that fast that the Lord revealed to him, and he says, don't call unclean what I call clean. And he saw all of the unclean animals of the Levitical law. It was a vision that God revealed to him. And he says, I can't eat. And the spirit said, take and eat. He says, this makes no sense. This is crazy. My mind is blown. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I can't eat that. I've been trained since birth not to touch that. And you said, touch it. And the vision goes away. And the revelation comes. He wasn't talking about the food. He was talking about the people. Those Gentiles which is us, by the way, unless you're Jewish. They need Jesus, too. And then the Holy Spirit fell on the first group of Gentiles, and all of a sudden, a new era began of the Holy Spirit touching the earth. It began with a fast. What am I saying? The spiritual discomfort, you're feeling it. Lord, I want to hear your voice. I need to hear it, but your appointment has a launch moment. And many times in the Bible, it comes immediately following a fast. That's why Wednesday, I keep pushing it. We're believing God like a launch moment night. And we want to believe God with you. Bring those prayer cards. And we want to stand in faith with you to believe God for the launching of your destiny. In Joel 2.28, it says, it shall come to pass afterward. Everybody say, afterward. Afterward. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall see dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also on my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. Revival is coming afterward. Everybody say, Afterward. After what? Do you know if you read in Joel, just a few scriptures before then, God tells them to fast. He calls the whole nation to a fast of repentance and a fast of coming through. And this is the response God gave them. Afterward, after the fast is over, this is going to be the result. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for an afterward moment in my life. I am ready for a moment of launching. I am ready for God to just take the limits off. I am ready to be like that rocket ship about to explode up into the heavens and say, God, I was thinking like a little airplane. But the whole time you were putting rocket fuel in my system. Are you in this place this morning? This is an afterward type of anointing we're talking about. Your appointment has a launch moment and it's coming afterwards do you know fasting keeps you sensitive to a spirit romans 12 says present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service yeah reasonable that doesn't sound reasonable sounds pretty intense but when you're a follower of jesus christ he's like "Yeah, yeah that's the price that's the price. We're not talking about salvation right now, okay? This is not workspace based salvation at all. That's not what we're talking about. You're saved by grace and by faith. We're talking about what after that. I didn't get saved just so I can scrape into glory one day and bounce around between sin and heaven. No. I want to push into the deeper things. I want to operate like Jesus did. I want to operate like the disciples did. I want the modern day book of Acts to be in front of my face all the time. Because I didn't live back then. Those people are all in hell or in heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That their time on this earth has passed. But your time is now. 2022 doesn't need them. They need you. The time is now. It's for your calling and your purpose In my purpose in my calling. The time is now. And so we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice so we can be holy, acceptable to God. Remember the three Christian duties we've been talking about. Jesus broke down in the Great Commission. Excuse me, in the Sermon on the Mount. Not the Great Commission, but the Sermon on the Mount. And he talked about giving, prayer, and fasting. And then it touched body, soul, and spirit. Fasting keeps you sensitive to his spirit, enabling you to live holy. That's how you're presenting your body to God. Your headache is like payment. (laughs) It's It's like sewing. I call it investing into our spiritual walk. Man, I'm feeling it. Good. As hard as it is, keep feeling it. But don't do it without purpose. Otherwise, it is meaningless. But connect it by faith to your destiny. Say, God, I'm feeling it. When I talk about Nairobi, you know how tired I was? But yet, somehow, the Lord just kept kept giving me energy. I wasn't really sleeping. I don't know if it was jet lag or the Holy Spirit. You know, it was all mixed in together. When the jet lag wore off, the Holy Spirit woke me up. You know, and it was, but there was something taking place that my physical body might have been tired, fatigued, uncomfortable. I wasn't eating. I had headaches. I had all those types of things. But, man, I was so much more hungry for something, I didn't care about that discomfort because I wanted all that God had for me. And see, here's the thing. If you want to do something great for Jesus, it requires a price. There's a great price to be paid for your destiny and your calling the lord wants to use you but we have to pay that price we don't talk about it in church anymore because it makes people feel uncomfortable and then if we can't build the big crowds and how are we going to build the big buildings you know i don't care about all that what i care about is a people of god an army of god becoming awakened and as they become awakened they can change the entire world jesus only needed 12 come on i don't need twenty thousand. i just need some warriors are you in this room today That God has called us to commune, you and I, in us, in our family, to commune. And that's why every week we're saying get to know each other, love one another, pray for one another, undergird one another. It's not about you. It's about loving each other. We're missing that in a lot of places. But love never fails. That's what the Bible says. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god do not love the things of this world first john 2 15 if anyone loves the world and the love of the father is not in him for all that's in the world the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world the world is passing away in the lust of it but he who does the will of god abides forever i'm in this world but i'm not of it god has made a peculiar people god has made you to stand out not fit in if you ever fit in you might be missing it people tell me all the time i'm weird i said thank you very much when terry and i were dating she called me weird i did get offended i was upset then i came to my senses but i've learned over time that when you walk with a calling and an anointing you're not normal Because you have something alive, your spirit is connected to the source of life in such a real, intangible way that you see things different. You see through the eyes of the spirit. You can see people broken and pray for them, and God will use you to restore them. You can see somebody who'll give you a prophetic word and it'll deliver them. But there's a price to be paid for that. You don't just get to pull them out of the toy chest. They're called the gifts of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives them as He so desires. That's why last week when He we said the disciples couldn't cast out the devil, and Jesus, they asked Jesus, why couldn't we? He said, that one only comes out by prayer and fasting. Do you know Satan hates it when you fast? You ever wondered why Satan tempted Jesus to turn stones into bread at the end of his fast? The last few days of a dedicated time are always the hardest the most tempting satan knew it he went on the i believe probably the 40th day jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights he tempted him to break it because it was a covenant that he was making between god jesus had the power to actually turn the stones into bread so that's why it was a temptation but he wanted to use his gifts and that power to serve other people not his own body When we can understand how Jesus lived his life for you and I. He lived as a living sacrifice. That's why Romans says you should do it too. I mean, Jesus came to die. Think about it. Jesus gave his life for you and me. He allowed them to beat him to a place that nobody could recognize him. And the cat of nine tails striped his back and the beard plucked from his face. They nailed him to a cross. And he died a slow, agonizing death of suffocation. But no man took his life because he had the authority to call down a legion of angels. With the snap of his finger, he freely gave his life. Now, if you want to talk about how do we serve God, we have to look at Jesus. And if we're not willing to lay our life down for somebody else, we might be missing the whole thing and wondering, well, why isn't God not blessing me? Why isn't God moving through me? Until we get to that phase, we might be missing the whole thing. And when I was in Kenya, God said, I've called you to the nations and to bless the poor. And the Lord has dealt with me ever since. Will you give your life for a poor person nobody would ever see again? I said, yes. Would you go to the ends of the earth and help children that nobody else wants to help? I said, yes. Would you have guns put in your face or little airplanes that might fall right out of the sky? Because they're not exactly up to the TSA standards in America. I said, yes. I've had many moments. I've had guns in my face. I've had planes. But you know what? I've always told people they're freaking out. I said, "Listen, this is what God called me to do. So if it's not my time, you're fine." I've literally told people that on airplanes because they freak out. I had one lady one time. I was sitting. I didn't even know her, and we're sitting there, and she's like, "Now I'm not a religious person. Are you?" I said, "No. Do you know I'm not religious?" have a living relationship with Jesus this has got nothing to do with religion I said no I'm not religious but I know Jesus she says good well I'm a little nervous to fly well we hit up in the air and she's with the planes taking off right she's doing this pushing the the air in her seat we take off we're fine she's just a very gregarious person chatting Loving on the stewardess. Hey, everybody. And then the plane starts rumbling. (laughs) She grabs up chairs. And that plane dropped. I don't know how many thousands of feet, but it was like, mm, you know, it was one of those. We were over an ocean. It was great. This lady grabbed my hand so hard and started screaming, (laughs) mean yeah i go lady you squeeze in my hand she's like it doesn't matter we're gonna die and i looked at her i said hey hey look at me she looked at me i said you're not gonna die because i'm not dying today i'm too cold she said what i said remember that thing you asked me about religion jesus is with me so get ready for those angels to start lifting this plane up out of the air you need to get a hold of yourself because we're going to be fine she stopped screaming and you know how? about 30 seconds later? That plane just leveled right out. Sorry about that, bro. We hit a point of turbulence, but it was a smooth flight, and attendants uh, are coming down the aisle to give up cocktails or something. You know, it's like. <laughs> so we have to understand that we are in God's perfect will, but Satan hates it when you fast. Why? Because Satan knows that on the other side of it, is your releasing of miracles, is your releasing of your calling, it's the releasing of your launching point, it's the releasing of the things that you've been praying for, that you've been asking for. He doesn't want you to get there. He wants to shame you. He wants to distract you. He wants to hurt you, harm you. He's going to try to do everything. Remember John 10, 10, He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Christ has come to give us life and more abundantly. Are you in this room? Say yes. I just want you to remember, when Jesus finished his fast, immediately he went and began ministry, and he began healing the sick, he began doing miracles, and he began shaking this world that we know. This is not just a moment where we're just doing something cute. This is not a spiritual diet. Come on, I hate diets. I'd rather just work out. Are you in this place? This is not about that. This is about a spiritual consecration. Now, if you've had a moment and you said, well, I kind of slipped, I failed, I... I popped that burger, I shouldn't have, right? It's okay. Just jump back in. This is not about Levitical law. This is not about condemnation or putting you in the stocks on the church stage, <laughs> fasting, <laughs> failure, okay? This is about you trying. When I went to Kenya, I didn't know what I was doing, I just tried. And many, many other times in my life, as I've stepped out in faith, we just try. And as we even have felt led of the Lord and birthed something fresh here in this new church, we're trying. Listen, we're just launching in faith. And you just take all your imperfections and you give it all to Jesus in faith and say, God, here's all my messy mess. Lord, I'm going to do my best to be presentable to you in Romans 12. I'm going to do my best, God, to be a living sacrifice. But, Lord, I'm not perfect. And you don't call perfection, but you do call to obedience. And you do call to a hungry heart. And you do work with those who try. If you never try, you never get off the starting line. But this is why today your appointment has a launch moment. And I am believing, God, that you're about to step into a destiny-filled moment. Come on, would you close your eyes, stretch your hands, and get ready to receive? Because I believe right now that there is a destiny moment for your life, that it's coming even now as we're talking today, that something is being deposited inside of your spirit, that you don't have to live in status quo, but there is something deeper that the Lord is calling you to. There is something corporately happening inside of this house there is something gnawing on the inside of your spirit to say god i want more i'm not satisfied you got some spiritual discomfort so lord i prophesy right now in jesus name that holy spirit you begin to awaken the spirits of your men and women in this room awaken the sleeping giants awaken the callings of people stretch us into the new things stretch us into the deeper things stretch us into the greater things father i pray praise you the world needs us and lord you want to use us lord we say we're in your army father we want to march and move and do what you've called us to do so father i thank you we lay it on the altar today and say lord have your way have your way have your way way come on say with me say have your way cry from your spirit have your way one more time say it have your way hallelujah Woo! i feel this glory come on somebody praise god in the room have your way father have your way come on just worship him in the room have your way holy spirit lord we're here we're your people Father, we ask you to have your way in our lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Nikita, would you be so kind to come play? <sighs> Father, we worship you today. Mm. Just take like 30 more seconds. I say that a lot because I like to like not scare people on time. Don't worry about time. Just think about Jesus for a minute. You were made with a calling. You were made with a great purpose. The Lord is ready to release. I'm telling you, at the end of this fasting time. Some have said they've started earlier. Some have said they've started later. It doesn't matter when you start. The point is that you're doing it. You're trying. Dive in. Believe in for miracles. We're believing for breakthroughs. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, my goodness. Man, I feel God's presence today. It's so beautiful. Sister in the red, I think I met you. Would you stand just for a minute? This morning, as I was ministering, the Lord has gave me a word for you. It said, the things that have been dead are about to be resurrected. There is such a special calling on your life. There's an anointing. You've had some awesome moments in your journey with the Lord. But you've also had some heartache. You've had some disappointments. You, you've seen and had your hopes set, and then they were crushed. I don't know you yet. I've met you, I think, once. And thank God for that. So hear me in the Spirit today. But I felt so strong today that the Lord is say, Get ready for such a time as this. The fact you drove out here again says something about you. There's that little bit of that gnawing thing that has to be happening on the inside of your heart because you're saying, God, I'm looking for something that I haven't found quite yet. Can I tell you, when you seek, you shall find. That's what Jesus said. Knock and the door will be opened. And God is telling you something today, and I want to exhort you today and let this just sink in for a minute. And I know it'll be confirmational. You have yet to see your calling fulfilled. In fact, I would dare to say that you've even scratched the surface because what you've done has been a preparation. What you have seen, God says that, I was just getting you ready. I was getting you prepared. But the fact you can't let it go says everything because God says there's a new season emerging in your life and it's going to be different and fresh. Some people don't have the ability to walk into these seasons because the hurt's too great and they just say, well, that was cool for that season. But something on the inside of you says, I'm not okay with that. God, I can't let it go. And God says, that's because I've called you. Many are, are called, but few are chosen. But you're a chosen vessel. You're a chosen vessel. Can I say it again? You're a chosen vessel. The Lord wants to do a work in you and through you for a fulfillment of something that I've even feel in my spirit happened years ago and spoke to you that you even saw at a younger age. But God says, get ready for age means nothing to me. For Moses began at 80 and I was, uh, began their work in Abraham around 100. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That God has his timing for all things. Men judge by natural elements ought to have to do this by this age. This, but God says, no, no, no. There's a preparation time that I'm doing. Can we pray with you? Oh, hi. That's my wife. Come come here just for a moment. Stretch stretch your hands. What's your name again? Sandy. Father, we pray for Sandy. Bless her in Jesus' name. And, Father, I thank you for her calling. I thank you for that, Lord. She's a chosen vessel. Hold her. Ooh, in Timothy, it says to fan a fire into flame. It says to fan the fire into a flame. Father, I thank you that, Lord, there's a, there's a fanning happening even this morning. Terry, lay your hands on her belly. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we fan the fire into a flame this morning. Father, we bless her today. And, Lord, we ask for your will to be accomplished in her life. And, Father, stir it in her. Bless her this morning. Pour out fresh oil. Lord, let her feel it from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. For such a time as this, saith God. For such a time as this. God bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, let's clap our hands and bless the Lord this morning. Ah, hallelujah. Come on, I want to know who's ready in this room for what God has for them. Come on. We're grateful today. I'm grateful today, too. It's going to be a miracle month, you guys. A miracle year. Get ready for it. Let your faith just explode. Let today just be like an igniter for you as you leave. Seek the Lord. Seek Him privately. Seek Him on your own. That's where the good stuff is. I've had a lot of really great experiences in church, but the good stuff happens when I'm alone with Jesus. The the deeper connection times. Have you been happy to be in church today? Amen. I'm so happy you're here. Terry and I just love you guys so much. We're so blessed by you. Love you too. And we pray that you guys have an awesome day. Before we go, though, come on. You know, I can't forget the offering now. Come on. We got it. How many are blessed to be a blessing? Come on, let's clap our hands. We want to thank you every week for participating in giving. It's a blessing first and a calling to God. We can read it in the Bible. We've done it. We're going to continue to do it, and we participate in it. But it's how every need of a church can be met. We thank you for everyone's faithfulness, their tithing, and giving. There's envelopes in the seats in front of you if you. Want to partake, and also you can just—if you want to do digital—you can go to expecthopechurch.com. You can give online there. Terry and I made a covenant separately before we even met to tithe, to give a tenth of everything we earn. We started doing it. Well, I started doing. It when I was about seven years old. My dad wouldn't let me do anything else. I pulled some weeds, and he said, "I'll pay you a buck to pull the weeds," and then he gave me ninety cents in an envelope with the dime in it, and I said, "Hey." where's my dollar I wanted the paper dollar you know he says you get 90 God gets 10th he says do this your whole life you'll always be blessed you know where he learned it my grandpa and do you know what we have followed that our entire life and when Terry and I got married we we talked about that before we got married and we said how do you feel and we said "No, no no we're givers we're givers we're givers and you know there's something so powerful about generosity the Lord never leaves you with lack when you're generous we've just done our best to always say yes to God Aren't you glad and this is something special because some people feel this? God doesn't judge amounts. Aren't you happy about that? We all have different means. God judges obedience. I love that. God just wants your obedience. So as you give, expect blessing on it. It's okay. Don't feel guilty. Say, Lord, I'm releasing to you. It's an act of worship. That's what giving is. It's a beautiful thing. So grab your uh envelope or your phone or have you given it. We always give. Uh, Terry and I digitally So we always grab our phones But I want you to grab it at Like a point of contact We do this every week and we're going to say a prayer Over this offering today Father we thank you For what you're speaking In the hearts of men and women In this room today Father I thank you For every seed That's about to be sown Into the work of ministry Here at Expect Hope Church I thank you Father Every need of every person Shall be met For God when we release Out of our hands Father it's a great step of faith but we're also saying thank you. Thank you. You gave us the ability to make money. Thank you. You gave us the ability to breathe and talk and walk. Thank you, Father. And so, Lord, when we release out, I know that you will bless us in return. You will take care of our financial needs at all times. And Father, I thank you also every need of the church will be met. So, Lord, we just thank you for it and we bless this offering today. Lord, that it'll be just running with blessing. In good measure, running over an overflow blessing on it. Father, we thank you for it, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen.